wholeness and balance vibrations family how are we all doing today i'm sending everyone plenty of love plenty of good vibes and uh, today i would like to introduce to you my first recording my first podcast my first interview with the beautiful alice gilbert or um, also known as I'm really grateful and unblessed and honored to be able to start to share um, and to start to connect with some of these recordings and some of these podcasts that I am uh, getting back into. So um, today I'm being, you know, I'm being blessed to be um, to be joined by the beautiful Alice Gilbert, um, somebody I consider a really close friend of mine, a, a teacher, a mentor, um, somebody that I look to for support, for healing, and for guidance. And um, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely grateful to be able to uh, to introduce her to some other people that um, either, either working in my circles that are interested in um, interested in what I've done and who I've connected with. Anybody new that's coming across this channel from either my my forums or from Alice's, and uh, yeah, to get to introduce to you um, Alice and learn a bit more about her together. So today in this conversation, um, I had the opportunity to speak to Alice about uh, you know the Wiccan occult systems and the mystery schools, um, and you know getting to know Alice a bit better. And you know she explained her journey with meeting a uh, Wiccan priest, and uh, you know having a very quick rundown um, through the Wiccan uh, mythology or the different school structures that they had, and uh, you know her personal journey of going through a lot of different aspects of uh, you know tarot channeling uh, you know doing a lot of different things with extensive body work um, a lot of just healing based work um, you know Alice is a, uh, a gifted healer and to share a bit of context with how we actually first connected was uh, through a, a Facebook chat group that a friend of mine guy had connected or had created and uh, I was going through a very interesting time at that point and uh, you know I kind of touch on it in the interview there but uh, essentially I was you know unknowingly being involved in some kind of sorcery, sorcery uh, some kind of interesting energetic uh, exchanges and uh, somebody because I am very empathic and sensitive I, I did kind of express you know some of the things that I was feeling and um, I was offered to do some distance Reiki healing at that point that was uh, probably the second or third time that I had experienced it and how powerful and how quickly it, it helped me um, you know it was something that really resonated and after that you know I had the opportunity to speak to more Alice more and connect with her more and get to know her story and you know we've done a lot of gym, uh, shamanic journeying uh, through drums um, you know some lucid dream work you know we, we do go quite deep here and Alice does open up a lot about her experiences her journey so far and you know I'm really grateful to be able to uh, to have the opportunity to interview her because you know we're coming into a space now where there are so many gifted healers that are you know now being recognized and the work that they're doing is starting to be recognized uh, in terms of its importance and um, I'm really grateful to be able to build bridges to people that I've personally worked with and I will be continuing to collaborate with um, and sharing that information and those, these resources with you to raise the collective consciousness. Um, you know, one thing that I'm looking to do is to create life coaching programs and I am very grateful to be able to connect and collaborate with people like Alice 
and uh, with tomorrow's guest Cindy as well and a few other you know amazing souls that I will introduce down the line too so guys there's a lot that uh, we're looking to create but you know for now I would like to uh, you know start with introducing the beautiful Alice Gilbert um, all of our social information will be connected below um, and in the meantime wholeness and balance vibrations and uh, you will come into the conversation mid-flow speak soon lovely metaphysical store and I'd go in there and visit and the owner was a witch and she taught me just I'd listened to her and it, it just in passing and, and it taught me quite a bit um, just about the goddess and honoring the goddess um, but it was confusing too at the time because everything around me was so focused on God and the Christian religion um, you know so so it was like well where does the goddess play part into you know, the Christian religion, the Bible, uh, which it doesn't, you know, in Catholicism, they've got Mary, but that's about as close as you get to any goddess. Um, so I really started looking into it. And when I was 18, I was uh, traveling on the road and I was in Olympia, Washington. And I was staying with um, some fellow travelers and we were staying in an apartment on the Evergreen campus. And I met my first high priest and he was a solitary practitioner but he had been in in a working coven uh, but was now solitary and he took me through kind of I mean it really was a crash course initiation and it, it was not a proper traditional initiation but the way he took me through it, it at least got me to the point where I was at least an actual like aspiring neoph or aspiring initiate and not just a neophyte anymore. Okay. And so he taught me about how the tradition worked like working with the coven that you go through your neophyte phase and then you have your initiation to be an initiate. And then from there you have another initiation to be a priestess and from there you have another initiation to be a high priestess and so the whole thing can take a total of four years and, and four days wow. and yeah yeah so so time went on and i just kind of you know kept going on about my path as a solitary practitioner um and in that i i learned a lot because i didn't have anybody guiding me <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I learned a lot through trial and error and I learned a lot about the vanity of spell work and how it can backfire on you and I learned how our words carry and how our words create these spells that uh, can get us into some tricky situations you know if we don't watch our tongue and yeah. and so I had I, I was you know I, I had some spells that definitely backfired. I had love spells that backfired because you really aren't supposed to do that to people, <laughs> you know. And I was I was young, um, and and just very it was all very vanity and very material, and yeah. not much real spirituality, okay. and. And so then as I got, I mean, and this, this was, I was, you know, this was between like ages 16 and 18. And as I got a little older and I had uh, my first child and I was living in Colorado, um, I was again living in Colorado at this point, I'd moved back and I ran into the same lady who owned the metaphysical shop and she 
not only introduced me to deeper parts of Wicca, but she introduced me to just deeper parts of philosophy like the Tao, uh, Tibetan philosophies, yogi philosophies, and mm-hmm. And so it took me just on a, on a little bit of a di- different path, but oh, she... It's like more like a holistic approach, it sounds like, because you, yeah. Yeah, you have Ex- more perspectives to look at it. Exactly. And so that was the first time that I went into massage school and, and wanted to use my hands for healing. Yeah. And so I went through massage school and, and I did massage for a little while, but at the same time, I was a new, mo- a new mom. Uh, so I was a little, I was more dedicated to the family life at that time. And, uh, and then, um, then my first husband and I split off and I moved back to Dallas and life totally took a turn because I went from being in a area where it, this was open, you know, it was okay to think like this. It was okay to think outside of the box. It was okay to try different philosophies to moving to Dallas that was still at that time, 20 something years ago, still very much in a box. And, and so it took me on a different route and I ended up, um, going to school for nursing. I had, I remarried and had another child, um, so it was three children total and, and also picked up a stepdaughter who's amazing. And, um, and at this point, my husband's mother was a high priestess in an actual working coven in Dallas. And so it gave me a, it, I was able to get a different taste of what the goddess is about. And it's, you know, a lot of it is just the camaraderie of women getting together and the magic that women produce when we get together, we can create, we can create very, very beautiful things and we can be very destructive at the same time. Um, you know, so, so that, um, that started, you know, kind of a different line of where I was going in the craft. And so I dove pretty deep. I got very much, very into all the different goddess aspects that come, uh, with, with witchcraft and Wicca and, and then going into nursing, um, it was, it was something I, you know, I had to hide that I was doing this as on this, you know, that this was my spiritual affiliation. And, uh, and so I hid it for a long time and then I felt ashamed that I was having to hide it. And, and so it brought back a lot, it brought a lot of discomfort into my life. Um, and then it was just, you know, here recently that I want to say here in the last four years, actually, um, I did go through the initiation process into this coven and, and yeah, it's a very, it was a very beautiful process of going through the tradition. Uh, it's, you know, it's all verbal tradition. And so the stories are lovely. The lore is lovely. Um, you know, working with the moon and working with the sun, but as I've, gotten as I've grown it more in my spirituality it wasn't settling easy that uh that we were giving our powers away to these different aspects of goddesses yes right so it really started hitting me you know I love these women and I want to be with these women but I don't want to be calling in all these outer aspects of power that's my power. You know, I want to be keeping my power. And, sure. and so I had this, this conversation with my high priestess a few times of, you know, this, 
I, I, I really don't want to participate in, in these rituals and be calling in aspects of the goddess and giving my power away. And so, but what's turned about in that is I did start a coven of my own and we kept it very organic. It wasn't about calling in other aspects of gods and goddesses. It was about working with nature. It was about working with the elements. Um, and this is where I think being a witch and where I, I, I don't mind carrying the title of a witch because it means to be a wise woman. Um, yeah. And, okay. and, and, and so, witch. yeah, which is the Latin word for wise woman. Okay. I had no idea. And, but it isn't the same as being in the Wiccan religion because the Wiccan religion itself has, it does have quite a bit of dogma to it too. And it carries karma when you're working spells. And so, so I, I started this coven and, and you, you kind of always get that one person that, you know, wants to take things to an extreme. And, and so I, I had one of those and here she was a neophyte and I took her through the initiation to be initiate and she went ahead and started calling herself a priestess and and I kind of had to step back a little bit and and watch what just observe what she was doing because at this point in ways I had created an egregor <laughs> and yeah, so true, so true. Uh, if you and, don't mind I just want to give some context to this particular part um, because sure. Um, yeah, so for anybody that's listening into this, me and Alice have been talking off and on the last few, you know, for, for over a year now, but in the last couple of weeks about some of our, you know, very similar experiences we're having with uh, different relationships and just overall in life. And, um, you know, I was going through a period or I'm going through a period now of starting to share and connect with more people. And there's kind of like this finding it funny with labels that you associate with. Uh, and, you know, for me, I'm very mindful of wanting to come from a space where, you know, I'm looking to learn these things. So I'm connecting with people that have had their experiences and we're just sharing our experiences to kind of build bridges for one another. And then Alice, you know, mentioned to me that she was having an experience where a friend of hers um, that she had, uh, you know, initiated or introduced to the book in uh, her coven has now gone around and started to, you know, obviously, as Alice is explaining, um, consider herself already a guru or a teacher or a priestess in this, in this case. Um, but yeah, sorry, I didn't want to cut the flow off there at all, Alice. I just wanted to uh, chime in there real quick. Oh no. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Let the listeners know. Uh, so yeah, so I've had to uh, back off a little bit and, and I'm, and I'm watching her create beautiful things, you know, and, and her life is not all about this, but um, it's not all about, you know, being a witch but at the same time, I see where I've, I've made, I've, I, I see where I made mistakes in this and, and I'm glad I have because then it gives me the ability to be able to be like, okay, wait, you know what? I've learned from this lesson. You don't necessarily have to do this lesson. Like you don't have to go through this. And, and so my mistake was not properly communicating that, you know, we need to be bringing our power back to ourselves. We don't, we don't give this power away and we don't, don't take these magical workings and these arts as, you know, just by the seat of your pants. Don't, don't take them like something to just fly by night because they are important. They do, they do hold 
reverence and when you're speaking these spells and you do these rituals you can create these energies that obviously do not have a consciousness about them but they are still they're still an energy they still move they still have a force and as we know them they are as egregors and they're very easy to create <laughs> we we all have one called our ego <laughs> and you know so it's 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 been an interesting lesson for me as as I'm learning and gaining knowledge and, and um, you know, sharing wisdom that when these things happen, they need to be talked about. So here we are talking about it today um, and sharing this with the people. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm noticing in, you know, in Sydney, in Australia, um, you know, it's becoming very trendy for women to get together and form these circles. And I don't feel a lot of them have, you know, they're going to a coven per se where there's, you know, already a structure that's defined. It's, you know, a group of women that, you know, might've just been dabbling with different new age ideas and they want to you know, get these goddess circles together and things like that. Um, what are your thoughts on like that being potentially misused if that energy is going to be destructive? Like, um, could you potentially, or could you share some of your perspectives on that? Um, your thoughts on how these things are happening and I guess how you can utilize or how you would use utilize rituals um, for, you know, positive things that you, you're manifesting, if that's something that you're willing to share. Um, oh, sure, sure. Yeah, because I think this is where, this is definitely what needs to be shared. And so what I, I do in circles, and I think, I, first off, I think it's wonderful that women do gather. Like, we need to gather. We need to have a space. And I think men should be gathering too. Like, we should have, there should be circles for men and circles for women because we do manifest and we do create. So I think when these women are getting together, there should be that, that commonness of what are we getting together for? Okay. Yeah. You know, should we, you know, we're here to bring the power back uh, to women, back to ourselves as the, tr as the goddess, as the, as the individual goddess and not giving our powers away. But you're going to, you're going to find that there are going to be groups where people are definitely going to want to conjure things up. And there's no other way to put it. You know, people like to conjure <laughs> and, and not always in a good way. And so when I see younger women that are gathering, um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing of gathering, but mm -hmm. I definitely uh, would recommend getting you know, just advice from the elders. It's always okay to ask the questions. And that was, that was where it kind of went wrong between my neophyte and I, she, she never asked questions. Like it just went on that she already knew what she was doing. So if there's one word of caution, I'd always tell any young woman coming into any sort of form circle to ask questions, ask what you are getting into. What is the person who is holding the circle? What is their intent? You know, and if there's, if there's anybody, like if you're in a circle and the person who is leading the circle, the, the lady who is leading, you know, asks you to raise your power and to give you her power to you, for you to give her her power, you know, I'd, I'd leave, <laughs> I'd leave. I'm definitely not going to give my power to another person, but if you're all coming together to form a unit unified power uh to raise vibrations and to bring in love and to bring in unity and to bring harmony and balance then i think yeah. that that's a very positive thing for people to be doing in circle 
yeah, but if, sure. if, okay. if anybody's ever calling on you to raise your power to give to them so that they can transmute it, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Can I ask, like, that's, that's a really good distinction between what we would consider to be sorcery and magic, right? Or even black magic or dark magic and, and good. Sure. Or magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it would be sorcery. When anybody is ever asking for your power in any way, even if they put it in a good way, like a nice way, oh, like I'm going to use your power and we're going to transmute this into love. No, you can do that by yourself. Like you don't have to give your power to another person. That is sorcery. Magic is what we all carry within us. Like we all have our personal light and our personal magic. Um, as far as dark arts go, I do want to demystify that one a little bit because dark arts are not a bad thing. They don't mean negative arts. The beautiful thing about the dark is we can create there because no light is being bent. So there isn't an illusion in the dark. So sometimes the dark and the quiet is a really nice place to practice your arts. And so I say that like even in the form of meditation in a dark room, you're practicing an art in the dark. That is a dark art, you know? Yeah, so it's changing that perspective of what dark arts are. Yeah, what I, what I like to, well, I guess one other thing I'd like to raise or question to you is you're very aware because you've, it seems like the, the circles that you come with is a level of maturity to it because there's structures in place or you understand that there's different um, structures that are looking at these things. I'm actually not thinking that there's that awareness here in, in the circles that I'm seeing. I, I don't feel like there's that level of awareness. Perhaps even the people that are leading these groups aren't aware of the different structures that these you know, rituals can be having or taking place. And then more so bringing people together to channel. And you know, when we're talking about channel, invoking these other things um, especially when people haven't gone through the work of cleansing themselves and you know making sure that their filters are you know perceive things and again yeah. still working to externalize um, a lot of these energies even though we are still working towards you know empowerment and this group dynamic there's still that aspect of okay if we're looking to be playing around with channeling as well if we're still looking to be doing some things that could be considered sorcery because even from, you know, if we're looking at this metaphysically, you know, even if it's a girl, a group of women coming together and bitching about things and talking about certain problems, you know, that could also be amplifying that too. Um, you know, it goes, it swings in both directions. Sure. I guess the reason why I'm asking this is because I'm just very mindful of there's these group events where people are channeling and doing things like that, exactly what's coming through. Um, yeah. And, you know, whether or not I would take any of that for gospel per se. And I would like to know what your thoughts are on that because you know, you, you've got a lot more experience in this than I do. Sure, sure. So channeling, you know, it, it's something, A, we can all do. But it's something, like you said, being clean is super, super important. Because just because you can channel doesn't mean that you want to leave yourself open for anything. And so like you were saying, where they don't necessarily have the knowledge in these groups. And if you got one person opening up the channel of all these other people, um, you can get all sorts of things that come through. And, I, and I've actually seen this a lot lately um, on my table. Um, people who are coming in that don't know that they're channels don't know that they're mediums they've opened themselves up but they don't have the protection and then the things that are coming through are are causing chaos and causing harm in their life and I, I, 
I won't mention names obviously, but I had a lady who has been diagnosed schizophrenic and her body will contort into these positions and, and just, you know, random things will come out of her mouth to where it almost sounds like she has Tourette's. And in talking with her, I was like, you do not have schizophrenia or Tourette's, you're a channel. She's, but she doesn't know what she's channeling. She's never done a cleanse. She's never sat down and done the meditative work to get to know what's coming through or to get in touch with her higher self. Because when you're doing these channelings, you know, it's your higher self that should be coming through. And so for me, when I channel, um, I usually do it a for the client and for the purpose of healing. And it's not for just mediumship messaging, which um, like I said, we can all do through meditation. You should be getting your own messages for yourself. You know, it's, it's not something you need a psychic for. And I know I just probably really hit the shit list with a bunch of people, but it's the truth of it. You don't need a psychic. <laughs> you are your best psychic and you are your best physician. You know yourself.